birthday, Derek. Man, I wish all of you could have birthdays in December. I do. I really do. Because December birthdays are the best birthdays. Can I get an oh yeah on that? See, all the December people agree with me. I don't know about the rest of you. Hey, whatever your birthday is, we are glad that you are here this morning. And man, we are glad to be able to talk about the many wonderful things that God is doing here in our midst. Uh, we, we don't want the focus to be put on East Brainerd Church of Christ. We want the focus to be put on the Christ of East Brainerd. The Christ of Chattanooga. The Christ of this country, the Christ of this world. That is where we want the focus placed. And we are just blessed to be able to be a part of what it is that God is doing right here and right now in our midst. And I'm just so glad to be able to hear about um, the Transformation House and all these different things that are taking place. And again, if you want more information about this, there'll be people in the back that you can speak with as you're leaving. So be sure to go to go to our lobby area and check that out and be able to, to get involved in things that are taking place. They're taking place. So many things going on here in December. I know you've already heard about some of them. I want to make sure that you remember that next week we're eating together. Can I get an oh yeah on that, right? Hey, we're going to be eating together next week. It is our yearly Christmas dinner that we share together as a church family. We want you to be here and to be a part of that. So um, after our worship time, after the time that we spend in Bible class together, we'll go into our Family Life Center. There's going to be a great meal and we want you to come and, and, and to share with that. We've got Breakfast with Santa coming up. That's next week. We've got the uh, Missions Giving Sunday that's going to be going on uh, during December. We're going to be hosting the Boy Buchanan Chorus on the 16th at 2 p.m. So you can come and be a part of that. And of course, as you can see up here around me today, that tonight is going to be our nativity pageant. And so our young kiddos are going to be telling the story of Jesus Christ. And we're trying to raise up kids that love to tell the story. I mean, we've got kids that like to talk, and we've got kids that like to shout, and we've got kids that like to sing, and there's so many things that kids can talk and shout and sing about, but we want them to put their focus on Jesus Christ. And so we want to give them the opportunity to share in that story. We want to give you the opportunity to come tonight and to be uplifted by that. So I hope you've already made your plans to do that at 6 p.m. tonight. All of the kiddos are going to be up here and they're going to do an outstanding job. And I'm going to tell you, it's something that you, it's something that you need to hear. Because welcome to the most wonderful time of the year. Until it's not. Charlie Brown, remember this? He said, I think there must be something wrong with me. Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. I just don't feel the way that I'm supposed to feel. I would ask for an oh yeah on that one, but we don't always want to verbalize if we're not just feeling all Christmassy during the Christmas season, right? But I would have to think in an audience of this size and those who are watching online right now that, that there are a lot of you here that just feel like Charlie Brown. You know that December is here and, and you know that the holiday season is upon us, but for some reason you're just not jolly. You're not feeling too many ho-ho-hos. It just seems as if something about the Christmas spirit has just, it's just lost to you. 
And you're wondering, maybe there's just something wrong with me. Maybe it's because of disappointment that you feel. This is the first year that you're going to be without your spouse. Or your parents. Or your children. And there's no way to get around it. Christmas this year is just going to be different. Maybe you're distressed. And you're here this morning and it's been hard to focus on all the things that we have already been participating in and talking about because you're wondering how you're going to pay for all the things that you're in the process of ordering off Amazon, right? You're wondering how are you going to pay for it or maybe you just, you just love to have some time to rest. It just seems like during this time of year things just get faster and faster and faster. And you're like, I just wish that things could just slow down just a little bit. Or we get to this time of year and you're thinking about having to get together with family and that just really, that just really fills you with anxiety because it's your family. You wish your family would go be with somebody else's family at Christmas. And you keep praying for that and it never happens. Or maybe you're just depressed. Did you know that there's something actually called SAD? SAD, S-A-D. Seasonal Affective Disorder. Sometimes it's referred to as being seasonal depression. And it's what happens to us when the time changes and it begins to get darker earlier and the temperatures begin to drop and for whatever reason we just don't feel the way that we normally feel. And we see everybody rushing around and, and the smiles are on their faces and the packages are under their arms and there's all of this singing that's going on and it looks as if everybody is just all excited for the season. But not you. Because the falling temperatures and the decreased amounts of sunlight just leave you feeling lost and depressed. And you put it all together, the disappointment and the distress and the depression, and it's easy to understand why some people just really aren't really thrilled about Christmas right now. I found a website this week, BuzzFeed.com did something with the Loneliness Project. Where they encouraged, they encouraged people to write why they don't want to celebrate Christmas. And I feel confident that today you can probably identify with some of these people. Like Ellie, age 23. She said, I already have depression during the year, but then my seasonal depression is really bad once it starts getting darker outside. I can have a really great day and then come home at night and feel drained and depressed. Like life just really isn't worth living, which is the scariest thing. It's especially hard to explain to people during the holidays when everyone is happy. Depression doesn't take a break just because there's something fun going on. And this is just something a lot of people have a hard time understanding. They try to say, just focus on the holidays. As if that won't make it worse. Sometimes even the good things during the holidays feel overwhelming and I feel like my head is too crowded to have the capacity to feel that joy. Or maybe like 43-year-old T. I suppose perhaps I'm at my loneliness during the holiday months because while everyone else is celebrating, I am oftentimes by myself. Or even worse, surrounded by couples and families. On some holidays, I'm fortunate enough to have my children come home. The others, I'm not. 
59-year-old Luz. I felt most lonely when I moved cities for a job and two years later realized that I'd made no deep connections. No deep connections, at least not deep enough in my new home where I could invite someone or, or be invited by someone else for a Christmas meal. I'm a Muslim by faith, but Christmas has always had a special time for me. So it was a crushing blow to me to realize that I was truly alone in that city. Or maybe you can understand the feelings of Anonymous, 14-year-old, who said, It's Christmas and we're opening gifts. My brother makes a rude comment and my dad gets out of his chair and screeches, Why don't you just leave? I hate you. This ended in a knockdown, drag-out fight. My mother crying along in the bathroom and me trying to hold back tears as I open a gift under the now empty tree. I'm not sure I like Christmas so much anymore. In practice, it's wonderful, but in reality, it feels like acid to my skin. Maybe you make up reasons. You make up reasons why you don't really celebrate and get in this festive spirit like 23-year-old Ash. My mom died just after Christmas back in 2005, and ever since my dad, he just doesn't celebrate the holiday. I'm an adult now, but I'm not close enough to my mom's family to ask to spend Christmas with them, and my dad's family is too far away to visit. I always end up working on Christmas to distract myself and make some money, but it's definitely a hard holiday for me. It makes me feel very lonely to see people spending time with family, but I just try to keep busy and, and get it over with. I just tell people I'm a Grinch when they ask why I don't celebrate the holiday. But one day, I do want a tree and dinner and the whole shebang. Or maybe you can relate to the anonymous 43-year-old who said, The first time I realized I felt lonely was a few years ago. I was at a Christmas party full of people. Some were close friends, just acquaintances. I was the only person there with a significant other, or without a significant other. That was something I was accustomed to, and typically I've been okay with. But this time it felt different. All of my friends have met and started new lives with someone else. All except me. I was in a room full of people, and I was... Not alone, but I felt lonely. I couldn't understand. How could this be when I'm surrounded by many people and have so many people that love me, but I was still lonely? We know this language, don't we? You might not have written in and put your feelings, but I'm sure there's been some Christmas where you just didn't want to celebrate. And I'm just trying to be honest with you and say, maybe it's now. Maybe it is, it is this year. Because of circumstances that are beyond your control, because of maybe things that, are, that you've done. For whatever the reason, you just know that things just feel different and you're, you're not excited and you're not looking forward to the holidays. Maybe you say, you know what? Nobody knows me. Nobody knows me. I mean, people know my name, but they, they don't know my heart. They know my face, but not my feelings. I have a social security number, but not a soulmate. Nobody really knows me, Chris. Or maybe you, 
Maybe you say nobody's near. Nobody's really nearby. Even though you're here in this room and we're sitting shoulder to shoulder this morning, you hunger for physical contact. Did you know that there is an enterprising group of people up in New York who have started this uh, website where you can, you can uh, go to them and give them information and they sell group hugs? Yeah. You, you, can, you can go and, and you can get a group hug. There's even a convention that you can go and be a part of with rules of conduct, of course, but they have this convention where you can just go and, and give and receive hugs because people long for connection. People also long to make a difference, and so that's why I've heard people say before, you know what? I just don't think people need me anymore. The kids used to need me. The business once needed me. My spouse never needs me. The church. <laughs> See, lonely people fight feelings of insignificance. And then we start asking ourselves, well, what do we do when we have these kind of thoughts? What happens when we feel this way and others say, you know what, I go know exactly what you need. Don't you just hate it when people say that? Don't you just hate it when somebody that doesn't know you, even though they're meaning well, they're like, I know what you need. Yeah. I don't know, maybe you need to stay busy. Maybe you need a drink. Maybe you need a pet. Maybe you need to seek therapy. Or how about this? Maybe what you need, maybe what I need, is Christmas. Now I know, I know, we've already talked, right? And you've already told me you don't want Christmas this year. You don't want to do Christmas. I get it. I I heard you. This just isn't your time. Maybe next year, but but not, not right now. Now, now look, I'm not suggesting that you need to go and hit the office party and, and start, you know, participating in all the dirty Santas you can find. Or, and, and this is not about just going home and binging Hallmark movies, even though, for some of you, I know you're concerned. And so I pulled up exactly what's on right now, Christmas cookies on the Hallmark channel. Now, now coming up a little later is Miss Christmas. Road to Christmas. This is new for 2018. Okay, so you've never seen this yet. New, new for this year is Road to Christmas. That's that's it. That's at 12. So if you if you skip the meal at Cheddar's and you end up going home, you'll be able to catch that one. Now, two o'clock is a gift to remember. Okay, two o'clock, a gift to remember. Christmas at the Palace comes on at four, everybody. Christmas at the Palace, another new one, 2018. Mingle all the way is at 6 o'clock. Man, that sounds great. At 8 o'clock, a majestic Christmas. Man, they've got all these new ones. But for those of you who just like, the, the you know, we just like Hallmark to be Hallmark, Finding Santa is going to come on at 10 o'clock. Finding Santa at 10, when the Santa who stars in their annual holiday parade falls off his sleigh and injures himself, Grace must go on the quest. I don't want to ruin it for you all. I haven't seen it often. You know, God's ultimate cure for loneliness is, is not commercialization, it's not parties. It's this. It's a manger. 
Or don't you remember the prophecy that said, they will call him Emmanuel. Which means, say it with me, God is with us. God is with us. You see, you need Christmas. And I need Christmas. To remind me that I'm not alone. And I need that. I mean, I've got a 17 and a 13 year old at home now. Tanya and I need to be reminded that we're not alone in this journey together. I've got, a, I've got a parent that just hit 70. Sorry, Dad, I just told everybody. And I'm an only child. What am I supposed to do with them? Now, I've got visiting angels on speed dial. I'm ready to call them at any time. But I need to know that I'm not alone. And, and, and trying to figure out how, how to manage just the day in, day out things that go on in life. Don't you need something to remind you that you know what? You're not alone. You're not alone in the midst of your decisions. You're not alone in the midst of the work stress. You're not alone in what is taking place in the relationships that you have. Jesus would put it this way. He would say, you know what? I am with you always. I'm with you always. You see, Emmanuel, Emmanuel means with us. El refers to the Hebrew Elohim or God. It's not an above us God or somewhere in the zip code God. It is a with us God. A with us God. Not a God with the rich or a God with the religious, but a God with us. A God with black and a God with brown and a God with white and a God with every single color in between. A God with every nationality and a God with every voice. God with us. And don't you love that word with? I can remember being in third grade and I, I walked back into the classroom after lunch and there on my desk was a piece of paper that had been folded in that special formation. Now you guys know what it is. At least those of you that are my age and up, you know what it was like when you would walk in and see the note and there it was folded up. You knew that somebody wanted to go with you. Now you didn't know exactly where they wanted to go, but you were willing. And sure enough, I opened it up and there was this letter from Danita Sullins. And she had written on the inside, will you go with me? Check yes, no, or maybe. And I can remember sitting there and trying to be cool as I'm reading it and I'm thinking, <laughs> I got one. And so I quickly checked, yes, and I, I folded it back up and I, I put it in my pocket. And then I came up with a reason to have to get up. My, my pencil lead had broken. <coughs> And so I, I got up and I walked over to the pencil sharpener and of course this was for the days where you could just stick it in, you know. And So I had to stand there and and then I made it so that I, I walked around the other desk to where she was sitting and I, I, I casually reached into my back pocket and I, and I pulled out that note and I just dropped it there as I walked by. Man, I was smooth. 
I went with her all the rest of that year. We barely talked. <laughs> we really only saw each other at church. I mean, but man, to be asked, will you go with me? And yet God changes it in Bethlehem. He takes the will you go with me and he says, I will go with you. Because I'm with you. I'm Emmanuel. Search for restrictions to the promise and you're not going to find any. You won't find I will be with you if you believe or I will go with you if you behave. None of those are tagged on to the end. Jesus says, I will be with you even until the end of this age. So no longer does anyone need to say, you know what, God just doesn't, I don't think, I don't think anybody knows me, Lord. Because God knows you. And I love the words of David where he announced, Lord, you know all about me. You know when I sit down and when I get up. You know my thoughts before I even think them. You know where I go and where I lie down. You know thoroughly everything I do. You are all around me and have your hand on me. God knows you. And he's near you. David will continue. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up into the heavens, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride on the wings of the morning, if I dwell in the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me, your strength will support me. I can't say that nobody's near me. I can't say that no one knows me. Because God is with me. You see, Jesus is the physical expression of David's inner belief. And this is why you and I need Christmas so much. We need to be reminded each year that Christianity is more than just some self-help theology. Because listen, if we're on our own and everything is totally up to us, then the only purpose that Scripture actually has in our life is to somehow help us rise above our situations and limitations. It doesn't matter if the stories are real or not. They can be totally fiction, just as long as they give us an example of how to live. But if we're not alone, if we're not left to our own devices, then Scripture provides us a picture of someone who is doing something incredible within us. You see, it is the Christmas story that reminds me that prior to Bethlehem, God gave me messengers and teachers and he gave me his words. But in the manger, in the manger, God gave me himself. He gave me himself. Because prophets were not going to be enough. The apostles, that wouldn't do it. Angels wouldn't suffice. So God did more than just send messages and miracles. God sent himself. He sent his son. And scripture says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. 
You see, every time Mary and Joseph make their journey to Bethlehem, and every time a loud innkeeper says, there's no more room, every time shepherds come running and wise men scatter their gifts, every time animals give up their feeding trough so a baby can have a place to lay, Every silent and holy night, the message is repeated over and over. And I am reminded that no matter how disappointed or no matter how desperate or no matter how depressed I may be, God is with me. And I'm not alone. You see, God knows you. And he is near you. And his kingdom needs you. But before you can deploy your unique skill for God's unique quest, you need Christmas. You need it. And so that's why I want to give you another special invite to come back tonight. You need this story. You need to see the angels sing. You need to see Mary and Joseph. You need to see that donkey as it comes right here in the middle of the auditorium. You you, you need to see the baby as it's laid in the arms of Mary. You need to be able to hear the choir as they sing. You need Christmas. Because you're like Charlie Brown. And you're here this morning thinking that something must be wrong with you. Because you just don't, you just don't feel the way that you think you should. So why don't I end this with the words that Linus used to remind Charlie Brown that he wasn't alone. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace. We need Christmas. Can we pray with you this morning? Can we wrap our arms around you? Can God use somebody here to remind you that you are not alone? If you need to come, whatever your need might be, we encourage you to do so as together we stand and sing.